When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. (laughs) You like that? You like that? Welcome in, Mackie and Jet with Rami, hour number two. Today, if you missed hour one, go back and listen because it was a great hour, not because of us, but because of PJ Fleck joining the show and because of Dick Bramer joining the show to tell twin stories and to talk about his new book. And uh, it gets better because Darren Doogie Wolfson, our friend, is here from the Scoop podcast and five eyewitness news. And Doogie, we're sitting here. It's the second week of NFL free agency. And the Vikings still have about $14 million in cap space and a bunch of positional needs, including wide receiver. Well, Robbie Anderson just signed a two-year deal to go play with Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. So empty your Vikings free agency notebook for us on the show. Fire away. I will do that. Hello, gentlemen. I'm not quite sure that the show gets better with me on. I mean, especially after PJ and Dick. I mean, many would argue the show is taking a significant step back. No, but, but, appreciate but, you but we're, me dudes, we're crescendoing right into our favorite thing. Reckless speculation. Oh, I like it, Phil. Well, here you go. Okay, so $14 million remaining, which could easily turn into $20-plus million, depending on what they do with Anthony Harris. I can tell you that there is an NFC team that has talked parameters of a contract with Anthony's representation. I don't know specifically what team. I have a feeling it's an NFC East team. No, it is not Washington, because if you're trying to connect some logical dots, I do think that Trent Williams, uh, the uh, free agent off- or the Redskins offensive lineman, has fans over in Egan. I mean, undoubtedly. The Vikings, I think, have interest in Williams. The question is, you know, can they get what they want for Anthony Harris, which, I mean, they're being realistic. I don't think they're getting a two, but can they get a three? Then could they peddle that particular pick? to Washington for Williams, then work on a long-term deal for Williams. Uh, you know, there's some, there's some chatter out there about him wanting $20 million a year. I think his camp is realistic. I texted with somebody that knows Williams today. I think $20 million is an overstatement. He's not getting his wish. He's not getting out of Washington and getting $20 million a year. You know, but there's still the issue of, of what Washington wants in terms of, of a trade package. So there's all sorts of moving parts because I also think, guys, that there is a scenario that they've discussed over in Egan that involves, that entails Anthony Harris being back in purple. So I think there's a lot of things up in the air. I think one of the issues with the Vikings right now is whatever team that is, that NFC team that is kicking the tires of Anthony, that has talked some contract parameters with his camp, 
I think there's some there's some hurdles in, in terms of, you know, what compensation they would give the Vikings. So I think that's the next domino to fall. You know, it's it's possible the Vikings sign, you know, one of these journeyman cornerbacks that's still out there. They were not in on Robbie Anderson, I can tell you that, especially at that money that he got in Carolina. But it's possible, you know, they'll get in on one of these wide receivers. They did kick the tires on, on Dorsett before he went to Seattle today. His representation also represents Travis Benjamin, who went to San Francisco today. So the Vikings sort of kicked the tires on those guys. They're kicking the tires on some other guys. I heard they kicked the tires on Devontae Booker, a free agent running back. Now, it's not like running back is a position of need, but Gary Kubiak likes Booker. You know, if they end up losing Amir Abdullah, you know, maybe he would slide into to that role. But I think Devontae Booker is probably good enough to be some team's number two running back. But I would keep an eye on Williams. Until the Redskins move Williams, undoubtedly there's multiple teams in on Williams. But I can just tell you, I would be shocked if the Vikings haven't talked to Washington because I'm telling you, the Vikings, there are fans in, in Egan, in that building, in TCO Performance Center, that would love to have Williams as the Vikings left tackle. Hold on. Bob, on. yes. There, there we there go. Oh, oh. Was, was my mic not on? Sorry about that. Trent, we, we thought you were just uh, great at miming in front of the uh, the cameras there. Trent yeah. Williams fits the description of the type of player I'm about to ask you about, Doogie, but do you know if they've talked in any of these discussions and shopping Anthony Harris around about getting a player in return who can help them win football games now rather than a draft pick, which helps you a little bit more down the road? My understanding, Rami, is if they end up trading Anthony Harris, it would be for a draft pick. I mean, Anthony's a really good player. Like, you can make a case for keeping Anthony. Why not? I mean, I get it. You don't want to be paying two safeties, 22 or $23 million combined. I understand that. But he is really, really good. So I'm just telling you, if they end up trading Anthony Harris, I'm positive it's tied to some other move. By the way, let me give you another name that they're in on. Nicole Roby Coleman. I don't know if I'm saying his first name properly. You are. Collar loves this guy. Yeah. So they're in on him, but my understanding is, much like Mackenzie Alexander, they lowballed Mackenzie. Maybe it's just because of the situation they're in, but they weren't willing to go to $4 million on Alexander before he bounced to Cincinnati. Right now, they're only talking the veteran minimum for Roby Coleman, and he's not coming here for the veteran minimum. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe, you know, I guess I can't sit here and say 100% definitively he's not coming here for the veteran minimum, but I would be surprised at this point on March 24th or March 25th or March 26th if Roby Coleman said, yeah, let me come there for for the vet minimum because I know Philadelphia's got some interest in him, some other teams. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still doing some stuff. They're on the phone. Uh, they're certainly somewhat active. Uh, but I still think the next download of the fall is whatever happens on Anthony Harris. Maybe the Vikings sign him to a long-term deal, or they complete a trade. Let's talk about Dalvin Cook, Dukes. Uh, in the last, what, two weeks now, Todd Gurley got cut by the Rams and signed a cheaper deal, clearly, with the Falcons. M- Melvin Gordon, a year ago, uh, held out, turned down a pretty lucrative offer from Los-, Los Angeles Chargers, and just signed a much less lucrative deal with Denver. And Given the climate and circumstances that we're in right now, and I'm not saying that the National Football League is going broke, but certainly things are changing here. Does Dalvin Cook need to reset his parameters or or his goals? Because two months ago, I think we all correctly assumed he's not going to go to OTAs if they don't give him a new multi-year contract. He's probably going to hold out. But his position and the circumstances uh, surrounding the league, at least a little bit, have changed. Do you think Dalvin Cook and his reps need to refocus on what their goal is for uh, 2020? Maybe eventually, Jed, but I think they are still going to aim for the moon when those talks pick up here in the in the coming weeks. I think their view is, you know, what would that offense be without him? 
You know, now to me, what sort of leverage does he have? I, I don't, I don't foresee much leverage outside of the Vikings being pretty bad if if he doesn't report. You know, whenever training camp begins, I mean, in terms of OTAs, I think at this point uh, OTAs are not happening. I don't think mini camps are happening. I happen to think best case scenarios maybe training camp, you know, in in late July. But if he's not out there and he's not out on the field in August, and then as we approach Week One, I think a lot of us would be uh, spelling doom and gloom. For the Vikings, so I think the Cook camp would be would be hopeful that that narrative would get out there. But otherwise, like look at Melvin. I mean, what leverage exactly did Melvin have? I, I guess I missed what leverage he had with with the Chargers. So yeah, probably eventually. I think they need to recalibrate Judd, but I think those initial talks will be that they want him to be the highest paid running back in the National Football League. Boy, this is. I feel like there's still so much that could potentially happen here for the next couple of weeks for the Vikings and. The conversation that we started the week with, Doogie, actually goes back to last Friday, is if you knew that the Vikings were going to lose all these players, all these defensive key players, not that they weren't planning for it, would you still have signed Kirk Cousins to that extension guaranteeing $61 million? My question to you is just based on what you've observed and heard, like on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do Vikings decision makers love Kirk Cousins? I mean, 10 being... Oh my God, like if he could play here until he's 40 years old, let's just keep shoveling money to Kirk Cousins. And, and, you know, like a, a five being whatever, it's a, it's, a, it's a chair in the game of musical quarterback chairs. Where do you think the organization falls? I think it's somewhere between five and ten, probably closer to ten, although undoubtedly it's, it's not ten, Phil. Uh, I think they view him and, and like him uh, more than, than a good portion of the fan base. I think there's also a thought that, that how do you do better? Can you do better? Like on Cam Newton, like you want to throw out Cam Newton's name, how can you sign him without being without being able to bring him in for for physical? Like yeah. that's that's the hurdle right now with Everson okay. Griffin. Yep. Like there are teams that want Everson Griffin. Like Tampa likes Everson. Seattle, Dallas, the two New York teams. Uh, there's some other teams, the Raiders, the Redskins. I mean, there's a bunch of teams. Cleveland, you know, actually has some interest in Everson. There's a bunch of teams that have some interest in Everson, but my understanding is nobody wants to sign him. Now this could change. You know, maybe it changes via a bunch of FaceTime calls or, you know, some Skype dialogue or what have you. But a lot of these teams want to bring Everson in for a visit just to make sure, like, he's, he's in a good spot. He was in a good spot 2019, but let's not forget all the hurdles he had, you know, off the field in 2018. So, like, these teams, before committing any sort of, you know, guaranteed money to Everson, want to make sure he's in a good spot. I think with Cam, like, physically, you need to make sure he's healthy, you know, so... I think they would struggle with, with who is the alternative. Plus, I guess in the case of Kirk Phil, you know, maybe we can debate whether Michael Pierce was money well spent, but they did create, what, $10 million in 2020 salary cap space, and he doesn't have a no-trade clause moving forward. And I still think Shanahan out in San Francisco would love to have Kirk. You know, so maybe the Vikings have that to fall back on if, if everything goes miserably you know, this year, that maybe this time next year they, they you know, engage San Francisco in some trade dialogue. Do you know if they trade Anthony Harris and free up that cap space, if there's any interest in going after Jadavian Clowney if he's still on the market? I've not heard Clowney's name attached to here. I'm not suggesting there's not anything there, Rami. I just personally have not heard that. I think it would be more along the lines of trying to fix the offensive line. Mm. Duke, is Daniel Oturo gone for sure? And if so, uh, with him declaring for the draft via ESPN yesterday, where do you think realistically he gets uh, picked at this point? 
Yeah, Jed, I think he's absolutely gone. In fact, I'm talking to him tomorrow. I went back and forth with, with somebody close to him today to, to line that up. I did have some correspondence with three different NBA big shots, two Eastern Conference executives, one Western Conference executive. The Western Conference executive says lottery pick. Now, this team won't be picking in the lottery, but he thinks Daniel is, is a lottery pick. The two Eastern Conference executives both will be – let me think where the standings are. I guess if the season ended today, both teams would be lottery teams. Both think he's late lottery to late first, which is a pretty wide range. But all three said first-round pick. Yeah, he is going to hire an agent. Yeah, there's there's no chance he's he's returning to the Gophers for, for his junior year. Like other guys, like McKinley Wright of Champlin Park, is going to test the waters. Why not? Go work out for some teams if – if that's allowed at some point, I mean, who knows at this point, but if that's allowed at some point, maybe go work out for some teams, get some feedback, but he won't hire an agent. He'll keep the door open to be able to go back to Colorado for his senior year. But, yeah, Daniel O'Toole, 100%, is in the NBA draft, and he's a heck of a story. Like, I don't know if any of us a year ago, you know, coming off maybe the, the round of 32 Michigan State loss or whenever, about this time last year, I don't think any of us would have said a year from now, Daniel O'Toole, surefire first-round pick. So it's a credit to him. It's a credit to Richard Pitino, some others with the Gophers, you know, some other people, you know, from Creighton Durham Hall that, that work with him, you know, some of the pulley people that he's close with, you know, some of the other people. He's been training with Trey Jones or was training with Trey Jones until things sort of shut down here in the last few days. And Trey trains with his oldest brother, J.D. Jones. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people have helped Daniel along the way. But it's a credit to him because I'm telling you, one year ago, like never in a million years, did I think? I thought he had a chance to eventually play in the NBA. I mean, he was a pretty good recruit coming out of Creighton. Like, Kansas wanted him. Michigan State wanted him. That was a good get by Ben Johnson, Richard Pitino, and the Gophers. You know, then he goes to Nike Hoop Summit. A bunch of good prospects in Portland at Nike Hoop Summit. Ends up messing up his shoulder. So then he undergoes surgery, misses summer workouts setting into his freshman year. He was behind stamina-wise. You know, but then looking at last summer, he really worked on his body, worked on his stamina. That's no longer really an issue and really worked on his shot. So, yeah, he's, he's absolutely – it's a weak draft. I mean, that helps him and a lot of guys, Judd. But, yeah, he's, he's absolutely going to be a first-round pick, at least based on, on what I can gather. That is Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Scoop Podcast. Anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, and from 5 Eyewitness News. Hey, we got about 60 seconds here, Doogie, so empty the bag. What other scoops do you have for us? Rapid fire. Zeke Naji, look for news on him. Hopkins High School, University of Arizona, Pac-12 Freshman of the Year. Look for him to make his intentions known, I would say, by this time next week. Maybe over the weekend, maybe Friday, maybe early next week. But by the time we talk next Tuesday, God willing, of course, uh, by the time we talk next Tuesday, I think we'll have news of Zeke Naji entering the NBA draft. And much like Oturu, he will stick in. He'll look to, to hire an agent. I saw the note from Jeff Goodman of Stadium, formerly of ESPN, that Rob Jeter, Richard Pitino's assistant coach, Rob Jeter, is in line to get the Western Illinois job. Checking with some people, Goodman is spot on. Rob Jeter, former Wisconsin-Milwaukee coach, in line to get that job. Here's another note on the Gopher staff. Ed Conroy, former head coach at Tulane. I heard he's in the mix for the Samford job. That's a smaller D1 school in, in Alabama. Now, there's some other names in the mix for that job, but it looks like at this point, Patino will lose one assistant and potentially two. That is Doogie. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. See you, buddy. Okay. See you, Phil. Bye-bye. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. 
Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect, filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.